When I first read her op-ed, I thought, oh, I want to talk to her. And then I got the book. It's Claire Frank. The book is called Burnt. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the life this woman has lived is absolutely unlike anything I think most of us have lived. Claire, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Uh, the book is called Burnt, and what I'm intrigued by is the fact that you were in 16 different schools by the time you were in 10th grade. You legally emancipated from your parents at age 18, or was at 17? and 16. Six, 16! And, yes, ma'am. And you were fighting fires by what age? 17. 17. And... Is it something that you, you witnessed a fire, basically, in your backyard when you were very young, right? I did. I was four years old, uh, living in L.A., Granada Hills area of L.A., and a fire came into our backyard, and the whole family just kind of watched it. It was it was part of the landscape, better than TV. <laughs> How would you describe your parents? Ah, uh, colorful. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, a lot of people have been catching what you've been saying. We in Chicago are suffering from bad air, bad air quality, based on the California wildfires. It looks like it's something that is going to endure, that we're going to continue. We're going to endure it. It's going to continue for a while. Um, tell me what prompted you to write the op-ed about that. So the, the CNN actually, if you're, you're talking, I had two. I had yes. a New York Times one, and then I had a CNN one. But CNN contacted me and said, "Well, how, how would you like to do something on a compare and contrast, like how America would handle the fires that Canada is dealing with um, differently?" And I didn't. That that felt beyond my scope. Like I didn't want to comment. I've never fought fire in Canada, but what I could comment on was the things that I thought we'd done right and we'd done wrong and maybe use that as a, a stepping-off point to start a discussion about how we need to change things here. It's called Dear Canada, but it's also, in subtext, Dear America. Because most of us just think, oh, my God, these fires are accidental. I mean, what can you do? You can't possibly stop them. And you're saying, yes, we can. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm suggesting that's an option. <laughs> and how do we go about that? Well, so one of the things I talk about in both pieces is that about 80% of the fires are, as you said, accidental, which which means they're preventable. Like we didn't mean to start them, but human behavior and the activity that we engage in is, is started them. So just being a little bit more cautious and cognizant when we're bringing a heat source out into these very receptive fuel beds now, um, a little more thought imagine like 80 percent of the fires go away because we're more thoughtful about our behavior and you call them fools you know we're not going to suffer these fools anymore i I mean these people i I do because they wouldn't let me use the worst words exactly so give us a for instance in some of these big wildfires how they started and why um people are i mean people started them basically you have the fire bugs in california we've always had the people who are mentally unstable who start fires just to see them burn and see how they're fought but you also have people who go camping and are so irresponsible that they launch a fire that engulfs homes and causes chaos for so many people and lives are lost a hundred percent right that's and and it's just you know, there's no end to our foolishness. So I, I talk about a couple things like the, in a lot of people have heard about the, the, the general 
gender reveal party that used pyrotechnic smoke bomb on a high heat, low humidity day, and it burned thousands of acres. And then other other people, uh, we've got a case in California that we're testing. This is a, a, the Caldor fire that came toward my house and that is allegedly started by two, a father and son out shooting in the woods in smoke from another wildland fire on a triple heat day, you know, so... Yeah, and so yeah, they, they're not thinking, not that. right? They're not thinking. They're not, exactly. Because nobody goes, I just want to, you know, torch up, you know, 28 million acres in Canada or California. Greece is on fire right now. Um, do you perceive, as with all your years in firefighting, that this is only going to get worse, or do you think it is something that we can manage and get a grip on? Well, I think we can get a grip on our behavior. I, I think that's possible. At least I have hope for that. Um, as far as the fuels being being more and more receptive, I think that's going to continue to get worse. So that's why we have to also put some attention on the prevention aspect of fuel management and doing prescribed burns and cultural burns. Because we've had, uh, you know, as far as education, you would think we all grew up with Smokey Bear that at some point we right. would understand what these signs mean when they're posted and they say, no campfires today, fire risk is high. I mean, it seems like every county, every area does something to put a stop to it, but you can't put a stop to foolishness. You can't. You can't. What's the Jeff Foxworthy thing? You can't fix stupid. Mm-hmm. Basically. <laughs> well, I'm I'm, at, I'm I'm hoping that we can. Um, this is Claire Frank. Her book is called Burnt. So, as a, are you still currently a firefighter? I'm not. I retired and started my my writing endeavors. So well, I'm now just writing about fire. Very interesting book. You've certainly had a storied career. What happens with the Canadian wildfires? What do you think the outcome is going to be here? Are we going to get a grasp on it? Because it's my understanding they haven't really officially entered fire season up there. Well, I think they're, they're, it's it's stacking up to be their worst fire season ever in terms of, of numbers. Um, we had our worst fire season ever out west in 2023. Uh, or I'm sorry, 2021. Um, so yeah, it's going. You, you're not done with the smoke in Chicago. I, I I looked at the smoke maps before I called in here, and it looks like you're okay today, but I don't think you're out of it for a little while. Uh, somebody, lots of text messages are coming in. Of course, they're talking about prescribed control burns. You you mentioned that to lessen the combustible forest floor. Others are saying right. that um, there was a point where it, it, he, they, they say during Ronald Reagan's administration, the federal government made it illegal for people to go into the forest preserves and collect kindling and as a result, it's been allowed to stockpile in forests. And obviously, that is that is fueling the fire. Is there truth to that? Help me understand that. I, I do believe, I'm not familiar with the actual statute that was in place, but that's not the first time I've heard it. Um, clearing federal lands, is, there's, there's some statute that governs that. But it's not just the downed fuel and the downed kindling and downed timber. It's, it's that we haven't been... Um, as aggressively managing the lands with low-intensity fire. Prescribed burning is supposed to be low-intensity. So when you have an accidentally started fire and it becomes big, that's a high-intensity fire, and that's what is worse for all of us. But a managed low-intensity fire outside of peak season where it can't 
it can't turn into a high-intensity fire is really what I'm advocating for. And peak season in California doesn't happen until mid-fall when the Santa Ana winds start blowing? Yeah, it, it, peak season has gotten bigger in California. So it it's it's really, it used to be just called fire season, and it was like May to November, and, and May to November it has now pretty much become peak season. But, you know, the temperatures dictated a little bit. So I, w- I would say June through exactly what you said when the Santa Anas um, start to, to come in in Southern California. And what would you say to people before we let you go about um, changing the world that we live in so that we don't have to breathe bad air and endure loss of homes and uh, as a result, all of our insurance policies go up because we're, you know, we're we're actually a smaller country than what we appear to be. So what's what's your what's your smoky bear message? My smoky bear message is that I kind of want to adopt the the old um DUI campaign, which is friends don't let friends drive drunk. Well, friends don't let friends set fires because these are usually in group settings. Somebody at the wedding could have said something. Mm -hmm. Somebody at the gender reveal party could have said something. One of the two shooters could have said something. So it's, it's kind of me imploring everyone to be on the lookout for, even if they're not engaging in stupid behavior, if they're witnessing it, say something, call it out, stop the behavior. Thank you so much for joining us. The name of the book is Burnt. That is Claire Frank. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.